Hey, this is Tim Jones, creator of the Sour Grapes comic strip, and you're listening to Soul Wizard on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to Soul Wizard. You are thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 370 of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host, back from assignment, it's the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I'm alive. We're glad to have you back. And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Riggins. Yes, I am here. I am not sure if I am alive. I'm, you might be talking to a zombie right now. <laughs> well, you, the listener, are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got a little bit of news to discuss with some new trailers including our first look at the Wheel of Time on Amazon. Smooth those dresses and tug those braids, guys, because then we've got our review of Marvel Studios' newest movie, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. But before we get into all of that, Aubrey, we've missed you the last two weeks. We had some exciting co-hosts, huge shout-outs to beat him down from Colt 45 and TV's Travis for filling in. How the hell are you? Oh, it's amazing. I've been gone for two weeks. It's... It doesn't even feel like it. Um, I'm doing pretty good. I brought Noah to AwesomeCon, which was and it. It actually was really funny because I brought him, and I had wrote in the chat that I, if anybody had seen me, they they saw that I kept asking him to stop complaining. But this weekend, he was like, "Oh, for some reason, I I feel like going back to AwesomeCon." It's like. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I really liked it. <laughs> Playing the well, entire time. <laughs> between the three of us, we all went to three different conventions. So tell us a little bit about AwesomeCon. What, what happened there? What'd you do? What'd you see? Was it great? Was it awesome? Yeah, I, I really liked it. I did write a review uh, for the website. Took a whole bunch of pictures. I probably could have taken a butt ton more. And... And they did a really good job with things. I didn't get to go to any panels just because I didn't I didn't really trust what would come out of Noah's mouth at the panels and and so I didn't want to go too far with that. But they they divide everything up really well, which I like. Everything is categorized in the whole map of awesome con. So they have like a sci-fi section and they had a cosplay section and they had like a, a, they, they actually had a section where NASA was set up and uh, different it places um, and computer places and stuff like that. They, they had their own booths. And so I thought that was really cool. And then they had artist alley and, and all the vendors and stuff. And I really enjoy that about them because then you know, like, where to navigate as just a fan. If, you, if you're going as somebody other than press, you have a better idea of where you want to be on the showroom 
in on the floor. So I, I enjoy that about them. I also enjoy the diversity that they bring. It's something that I haven't seen at other conventions yet. The amount of diversity that they add to their, their showroom floor, which is surprising because I would have expected it more of Northern conventions rather than a DC convention, but they have a lot of support for different groups and different demographics. And I think that that is fantastic because it, it feels very supportive. So I do love that about awesome con and I enjoy going and they have really great vendors, really different vendors, um, this year, the lineup for who was going to be there was a little bit odd. Um, normally you see, um, John Barrowman and he wasn't there this year, which was a little bit disappointing, but they, they still have some pretty cool guests. They managed to get some pretty cool guests. And so it, I liked it. I, I look forward to next year. Hell yeah, bro. All right. Well, it's good to have you back, Aubrey. Um, uh, of course, now you're going to take next week off. So, am I? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're doing a we're doing a horror movie next week. So, oh, gross! That actually works out because I'm at a festival. So, <laughs> oh, great. Well, it, see, it all worked out for the best. Uh, you got to get as much Aubrey as possible. We're not going to scar you for life. Making you watch horror movies. It's great to have you back, Marcellus Reagans. How the hell are you, my friend? You are home from Dragon Con. Yeah, it was uh, really up in the air whether I was going to go this year. Kind of went back and forth for, I don't know, for a while. But uh, yeah, the last minute we decided to go. I went, saw, (laughs) I did a little bit of partying, uh, a lot of social distancing, and uh, yeah, just made it back this morning. um, And I'm exhausted. But uh, yeah, I had fun too. Uh, uh, Dragon Con is back to being Dragon Con. Uh, People are crazy. They will make a cult out of... And not a not a winter coat, but a C U L T coat, like Colt forty five. They'll make they'll coat anything at that convention. Uh, the carpet uh, has been its own I, own thing for years now. Uh, for some reason, this year it's a it's a potatoes. I don't know why there's like random potatoes like placed all over the convention. Uh, people are weird, but uh, it's a it's a great convention. I had a lot of fun. Uh, I will be posting a few pictures up uh, on the Soul Wizard facebook page uh, but i got to see our friends of the show calvin he was there in multiple costumes ran into him uh, his costumes were awesome because i were friends on facebook so i was seeing him posting them all but his costumes were, were awesome yeah yeah so it was really cool to see him uh, he's, he's such uh, such a cool dude we talked a little bit while i was there uh i ran into um our other friend friend of the show brandon brandon the shapeshifter uh his costume is so good that even from a distance i knew who it was like, <laughs> I was just going to say, like, you don't even have to say his costumes were good. That guy is like another level of costuming beyond good. What's better than good? Yeah, but I didn't even know he was going to be there. I didn't see him like posting that he was going to be a Dragon Con. But from a distance, I'm like, holy shit, that costume is amazing. That has got to be Brandon. And I and he was wearing like white contact lenses. So I couldn't really. And obviously everyone there was wearing a mask. So I couldn't really recognize his his eyes from the jump. But, you know. As soon as I turned the corner, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's Brandon. So, uh, yeah, it was cool to see him. Uh, we did the uh, the normal kickoff uh, at a restaurant called the Big Kahuna with a hip-hop trooper. He's there uh, usually kicking off the Dragon Con festivities. Not officially Dragon Con, but part of it. So I got to see him and talk to him for a little bit. 
a little while, got a little uh, hip hop trooper swag, which is pretty cool. I ran into, and I thought about you, Joey. I ran into uh, Romeo and <laughs> Michelle uh, cosplayers there. They were what? they were in front of me at the uh, K-pop uh, panel. <laughs> That's a couple, amazing. A couple of guys is, is Romeo and Michelle. <laughs> uh, and they were like super K-pop fans too. So I'm like, oh, you guys rock. You guys rock. Um, I ran into uh, Beth Giles, who we interviewed on the show a few episodes ago uh, about the panel that she was doing at Dragon Con. So I got to learn a lot about Baby Metal, the Japanese uh, metal group. That uh, I was aware of before, but I got a lot more. I learned a lot more during their during the panel that she was hosting. I uh, gave out a bunch of So Was Her podcast uh, magnets that I had made specifically for Dragon Con, and uh, yeah, drank a lot, slept a lot, did as much social distancing as I could, and feel I feel okay. I'm just tired. Well, that is good. I know you weren't there in an official capacity, and it's really your relax party con. Not really relax, but it's your it's your your private time. So, right. Thank you for sharing a little bit of it. Yeah, there's there's, there's a, a little bit more coming too. Uh, a little bit, a little bit, a few more pictures that I might post on a on a Sewer page. Underwear parties, Any <laughs> underwear parties. <laughs> Those were still I, even during a pandemic. Even through all of the craziness, Dragon Con still stays weird. I mean, it's it's awesome. It's amazing, but yeah, even that stuff is still going on. And I, hey man, people want to get busy. It don't matter what <laughs> fucking pandemic's going on. That is true. That is true. And no, and it's, it's just it blows my mind that no matter how, um, no matter how much the world is on fire, if you say, "Hey, you want to have a good time?" people will show up. You're like, "Yes, <laughs> that's right. Yes, we do." <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, for me, uh, me, myself, and Adam Wallyhawk, who you guys know from our YouTube channel, uh, we headed off to Fan Expo Boston this past weekend. Uh, we were there as press, and we didn't really know what to expect. It's been a couple years since we've done ex- Fan Expo Boston. Um, part of the reason for that is because usually in a normal non-pandemic year, it's literally like the weekend before or the weekend after TerrificCon. So it was always kind of an either or decision or some year, a couple of years we've done them both, but it's tough, man. It's tough. It's tough. You know, we're, we, we don't get paid to do this. It's not our, our full-time job. So, you know, sometimes you just can't do all the shit you want to do. But this year they pushed it back to September. So I said, fuck it. Let's try it, man. Let's go. So we got the press access. Uh, me and Adam hit it up. Uh, content wise, we got probably about four interviews with some different creative people in Artist Alley. So that stuff's going to be going up on YouTube. We got a ton of cosplay footage that'll be going up on YouTube as a total video. Uh, the con was nuts, man. I got to tell you that the con was nuts. They weren't checking vaccinations. Were they checking vaccinations at either of the ones you guys went to? So they didn't, they didn't check at the door. They were supposed to do temperature checks, too, and I don't know if I just bypassed it because I was press or what it was, because I had a full, a completely different entrance area. But they did have a booth set up where you could bring your vaccination card and they would give you something special for being vaccinated, but I didn't, they didn't, like, check vaccination status or anything, what as far as you? I know. But what again, about you, Mark? Did they uh, they check vaccinations there? They had to check um, all of the vaccination cards or a proof of uh, of a negative COVID test when you picked up your badge. 
So oh, everyone, okay. so before you got your badge, you had, so you had to, to, in order to pick up your badge, you had to show your ID and your um, vaccination card. And I got a special holder for my vaccination card. It looks like uh, the multi-pass from uh, Fifth Element. <laughs> so the whole weekend, I was expecting to walk around with this card going multi-pass, but you know, no one ever asked for it after after the first time. Huh. All right, then. Well, uh, Fan Expo did not require vaccination proof, but masks were required. And I got to tell you, man, they, this shit was fucking packed. Um, I think people are just – they're ready. They're ready for this shit to be back. Like they, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, so Fan Expo is, is – it's an autograph mill. Let, let's, let's get it – let's get it twisted. And I don't care if this costs us press passes in the future. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Uh, it's an autograph mill. The main thrust of Fan Expo is you going there and spending large amounts of money to get autographs from celebrities uh, from A to Z tier. Um, everything else is kind of shoved into the corner. Uh, Artist Alley and the vendors, there was not a lot of room to walk around. You would think um, they would have adjusted. Like I know a lot of cons have adjusted aisle size based on the fact that people need a social distance. Uh, they did not do that for <laughs> Fan Expo. Um, I'm sure you remember from a few years ago, Mark, it was, it was pretty cramped in places. Oh, yeah, yeah. The main part uh, was really, really tight. I do remember that. Yeah, it was the same way this year, but it made you feel a little weirder because – of everything going on. Right. And I'm not trying to be Mr. Like terrified, like hide in your basement from COVID, but man, it was just, it was just a kind of different all of a sudden to be somewhere where it was fucking packed and there were just people everywhere. It, it was a weird feeling. Uh, I'm sure I'll get over it in the future. It was just weird for a weekend, but yeah, it was just insane. It was so fucking busy. Um, we had a bunch of people we wanted to visit with and talk to, like we normally do at cons. Um, you may remember our friend uh, Akane Satome from uh, the the show in the past. We were going to interview her. We couldn't get near her fucking booth all week, all day. Um, we were going to talk to Zombie Leader. Couldn't get near his booth all day. Just nonstop people there. Insane crowd there down the aisle. Like we just couldn't get near him. So we weren't going to bother him. Um, same thing with uh, Maggie from Rock Candy Podcast, great friends of the show, and then uh, Lewis from Item Get, who we've talked to before on the show. We wanted to talk to them again, and uh, we again they they were busy from the second the thing opened until we left. Like every time we swung by the booth, we couldn't really do more than wave or say hi because it was just nuts. Like everywhere was packed, people were spending money like crazy. So that's good for the con. It's good for con season in the future. It was just wow, I was just stunned at how busy it was there. Um, but we got a lot of good content, so um, we did manage to interview a uh, few people, and we got some cool stuff going on, and that'll all be on YouTube coming up soon. So, you know, next one that we're doing in an official capacity is going to be Rhode Island Comic Con. I will be at New York Comic Con on Thursday only, but I'm not going in official capacity, so I'm just going to relax and chill and check it out. But we'll see you guys all at Rhode Island Comic Con in November. But enough about us. Let us talk about us. Mark Ellis Reagans, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast? All right. So everybody can go over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. Uh, you'll also find some movie reviews from yours truly. Uh, you will find some recommendations on new movies, books, and TV shows from the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, you'll also find our merchandise there. We have a T Public store where you can shop to get some T-shirts, sweatshirts, journals, coffee mugs, baby onesies, all types of things with the So Wizard Podcast logo and designs all over it. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook. 
We have Twitter. We have Instagram. So definitely get at us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, you can also find our show wherever podcasts are found, including Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, my personal favorite, Spotify. We have a YouTube page with videos going up constantly from Adam Mollyhawk, including movie reviews, trailers, uh, trailer reactions, and interviews. Uh, we have a Patreon page where you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month, and you will be receiving bonus content and exclusive content from everyone here at the show. Shout out to all of our podcasting family in the Geek World All-Stars Podcasting Network. Back to you, Joey. I love it. All right, we do love it. So I hear there's some trailers to talk about, so let's do it, Mark Ellis. Let's drop the drop, and let's talk the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in nerdy news, uh, basically it's a little bit of a trailer fest. No really big news broke, but a few trailers dropped, uh, trailers that you should be able to check out over on our Soul Wizard Facebook page. Uh, the first one is a Netflix, uh, or a movie that's coming straight to Netflix. It's called Red Notice. Uh, stars The Rock, Ryan Reynolds, and our favorite Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot. Kalel, no. <laughs> so this one looks like a, uh, like a action comedy uh, heist movie kind of they didn't really give away too much of the plot other than it looks kind of like a ryan reynolds and a rock buddy movie with gal gadot as possibly the villain who knows uh but it's coming out on netflix it looks like it's an entertaining movie it looks like it's checking all of the boxes nothing about it blew me away but uh what did you guys think of the trailer for red notice let's start with aubrey it, it looks pretty good i'm excited to see the dynamic between ryan reynolds and the rock so I haven't seen that before. So I'm, I, I can't even think of a movie that they've been in together, honestly. So I think that Did that you dynamic. Watch Hobbs and Shaw. Oh yeah, was Ryan? Reynolds? Did you watch yeah. that? I forgot Ryan Reynolds was in that. Did we not make you watch that? Did we make you watch that? No, I watched it. I just forgot Ryan Reynolds was in it. Oh okay, that's yeah. pretty mean of us, Mark, to make Aubrey watch that actually. Well, obviously their dynamic was forgettable, so maybe I'm not excited anymore. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Joey. What about you? How did you? What did you think of the trailer? Oh man, I don't know how I felt about this trailer. I got to be honest with you. Um, I'm not the biggest Gal Gadot fan. I, I think I've established that on the podcast. I, I don't think she's that attractive, and I don't think she's a very good actress. So there, there's an issue there. Um, Steve, <laughs> I make the plane invisible. Steve, <laughs> I just want to—I just want to state the uh, the views of Joey DiCarlo do not represent the views of everyone here. It's always a podcast. Thank you. Uh, I, I don't think it reflects the views of like anybody. <laughs> I know, like a lot of my friends are like all in on on Gal Gadot. Oh, I'm yeah. just not a fan. Um, it's just me and the Palestinian kids are the only ones that Jesus don't like her. I guess. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so I don't know, man. Like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm getting kind of sick of Ryan Reynolds playing Ryan Reynolds and things. Yeah. Like, I, okay, like Deadpool was a hit. I get it. But by the time we get to Deadpool 3, I'm going to be so sick of him playing that character 
in a million other movies that it may not feel the same anymore. I'm just, I'm kind of sick of it. I'm kind of over it at this point. And since I'm not like into dudes, like him being an attractive guy just doesn't do it for me. You know, Karen Gillan could play the same role in every movie from here to eternity and I'll watch him. But uh, I, I just, I don't know, man. I like the rock, but it, it also feels like the rock's playing the same role again. Like what's different from the rock in this movie to the rock in Hobbs and Shaw to the rock in whatever other fucking movie we just watched with a minute. Like there really isn't a difference. He's just playing the rock again. I, I don't know, man. Like I, I want to like this cause I like action movies and I know we're going to review it and it's going to be f- technically free on Netflix. So I guess that might help its rating a little bit, but I'm, I'm a little wary, man. A lot of this just seems like people kind of going through the motions or something. I don't, I don't know. Nothing in this grabbed me and said, you must be in front of the TV to watch this immediately. So just not really feeling it that much. All right. Yeah, I can, I can definitely understand where you're coming from regarding the Ryan Reynolds playing himself things. I, it, it does look like he's just doing what he normally does, but on one hand that works because, you know, he had, up until recently, he had the number one movie in the country. One of the biggest surprise hits of this year was Free Guy. Um, even though I didn't see it, but the trailers look like he's pretty much playing Ryan Reynolds. Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to see it because I'm just like I'm so over this. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with this now. I guess we probably should have because people probably wanted to hear our review. But you know, eh, we'll, we'll get around Sorry. to it. And we were we were away. <laughs> we we're doing stuff. But then again, he also played Ryan Reynolds in The Hitman Bodyguard's Wife, and that's one of the worst movies of the year. So. You know, it could go either way. Um, but I will say this is directed by the guy who did Dodgeball and he did uh, Central Intelligence and he also somehow did Skyscraper. So, Oh, no. <laughs> so action and comedy are kind of his wheelhouse. So, I don't know, maybe, maybe this could be good. It, it looks – visually, it looks cool. And, yeah, The Rock was really good in Jungle Cruise. So, you know, this could be, this could be a, a real entertaining movie. We'll see. It is going to drop on Netflix November 12th. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. All right. So then another trailer that dropped uh, that is also something that's coming to a streaming service is uh, the TV show Wheel of Time based on a very popular fantasy novel, a uh, group of novels that uh, I've never heard of until Joey talked about it years ago. Uh, but we got our first look at the trailer. Uh, and, uh, yeah, since, Joey, you're the one who – was kind of fanboying about this uh god probably for at, at least since year three of the podcast uh how do you feel about uh this wheel of time footage that you saw um i have some issues with this so okay we've talked about this before on the podcast but wheel of time is is kind of like i don't want to say it's like lord of the rings because that's kind of insulting but it's um it's the best three books stretched into 14 you'll ever read. Um, and I, and anyone that's read it will understand like the first three books are absolutely fucking fantastic. If you like those kind of books and then it starts to just get so bogged down. (laughs) It's just like though that middle part is just like, Oh my God, if you can make it through books like seven, eight, nine and 10, and these are all like nine to thousand page books. (laughs) Jeez. If you can make it through those, you're like clear on to the end. Um, but Jesus, it's excruciating. Some of those books are really bad, but there's plenty of material for them. It's not like we're talking Game of Thrones here. They're not going to be able to outpace the uh, book series because one, it's over and, and two, it's huge. So, uh, I mean, everything looks pretty cool. Um, Gone Girl uh, looks the right looks right in the part. <laughs> um, 
some of the other uh, characters don't quite exactly match their descriptions, for lack of a better term. Oh, jeez. Uh, but that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I don't fucking care about that. That's stupid to care about that. Um, I care more about how the, the storyline's going to shake out. But, I mean, we'll see. There's, like, probably about seven or eight, like, main characters in the book that form a fellowship that go on a journey to <laughs> wait a minute um <laughs> but uh we'll we'll see what they do with it i mean everything looks good somewhat so as i know what's happening in the trailer because i'm looking at it as someone's read the books yeah i could imagine for you guys it just looks like oh hey it's a great value game of thrones no <laughs> like, hey it's great value uh shannara chronicle <laughs> I wouldn't wish that on anybody, actually, but uh, I'm excited as as excited as I can be. But knowing like what the mat- the source material devolves into for a while, I'm I'm just concerned about how they're going to adapt it to TV. But uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, we might do it on the show. We might not. Depends on a lot of factors. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, for right now, for first trailer, didn't get to see a ton, but I'll say you know I'm in. I'm in as a fan of the source material. Nothing here made me say, ew, no. But Okay. All right. Aubrey, what about you? How did you feel about uh, this trailer for Wheel of Time? It looks okay. I Again, it's like one of those things that I watch, and I'm like, uh, I bet I'll really like the book a lot more than I will the actual visual piece of it. So I don't know if I'm excited. I mean, maybe I'm excited that I have a new book that I might want to read, but <laughs> I don't think I'm excited for the actual um, show. All right. Okay. Uh, as someone who has never read the books at all and who quit Game of Thrones around season four. So uh, I, it looks amazing to me. I can't believe how expensive this TV show looks. Like it looks pretty damn epic. So uh, I'm all in. I, I love the fact that I get to come into this cold. I don't know who any of these characters are. Um, I don't know who any of the actors are other than Gone Girl, and her name is uh, uh, Rosmunda Pike, I think is her name. Yeah. So this is all going to be completely new to me. The thing that blew me away about the trailer is that it looks epic. Like, it looks like, uh, maybe because of the fact that it is on Amazon Prime, it looks like there's a lot of money thrown into it. So I'm down for it. I have no idea what to expect, except for maybe it's like Lord of the Rings, based on what Joey just said, but... If it is, I'm down for that. It is going to be eight episodes. Season one is. uh, And they will be starting season two relatively soon. They'll start filming that. So at least we know we're going to get a couple of seasons out of this. Uh, And it will be coming out on November 19th. And there's also work um, on a separate level. There's a a prequel trilogy that's being put together right now. Uh, Not for Amazon, but for the big screen. So, you know, if this is if this is really good, if it comes out really well and a lot of people are down for it, then, uh, you know, you'll get you're going to get a prequel trilogy in the theaters. So that's unusual, but kind of exciting, I guess. Joy, how do you feel about a prequel trilogy? Sure. Uh, I mean, there is so much material to work with here that you could make 15, 20 seasons of a TV show and movies out of it and not run out of material. Um you would understand if you read the books, but like uh, Robert Jordan just would go into excruciating detail. Like he, he probably thinks that um, J.R.R. Tolkien didn't do enough work in world building. 
<laughs> the best way I could put it. He's like, let me show you how it's done, JR. That's Tolkien. right. Now, like, um, so yeah. Uh, uh, anybody that is out there that's like, man, I wanted to check this out. I, I would say just read the first book. Or the, well, the first three are great. So if you're going to read like the first three books, go nuts. You're going to love it. If you're into this kind of stuff, um, if you want to go further at that point, that's up to you. But uh, at least read the first three. Check them out. If you're into high fantasy stuff, it's fucking fantastic. But we'll see, man. We'll see. Uh, I'm excited. But, you know, things can go very wrong when we get into live actions <laughs> adaptation of things. All right, so be prepared for that. Uh, November 19th on Amazon Prime is when the first episode drops. All right, so then in the last bit of news, uh, we got a trailer for a movie, not something that's streaming on, on the service, an actual movie that you can go to the theaters and watch uh, from the director of Independence Day, Day After Tomorrow, uh, 2012. Uh, Roland Emmerich is back, uh, this time in a movie called Moonfall, which has probably one of my favorite taglines I've ever heard. In a in a about a movie in years, so let's talk about what we thought of the trailer. Let's go back to uh, let's go back to Aubrey. Aubrey, how do you feel about Moonfall? I saw from the person that did Independence Day, and I said sold. <laughs> nice. Did the footage look the footage? Did the footage look good to you? Yeah, I mean it, it looks pretty good. I don't know how into it I'm going to be. I was kind of bored by the end of it, but it did say. That and the, the the person in charge has a pretty good history, so we'll we'll see if it is if it lives up to the hype that I have of it in my mind. But I don't know. Okay, all right. I just want to put a little caveat that he also directed uh, the second Independence Day movie. Uh, Joey. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I saw this trailer when we went to see Shang-Chi and it looks terrible. <laughs> it got a uh, like zero reaction from the audience. My, the only thing I, I was surprised when I saw this trailer was uh, how good Holly Berry still looks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's still working it. How old is she? Uh, she's got to be about like 52, three, four. 55. Damn, I was I didn't want to go that high. But yeah, <laughs> around there. Holly Berry and the legend of black don't crack. <laughs> uh, otherwise, this looks terrible. <laughs> it just looks like every single movie that they've made uh, since Independence Day, and none of them have been good. So uh, just just not interested at all. But um, we'll see how the schedule shakes out. This is, I think, January or February of next year. So yeah, it's it, it's we, com- might, we might be going to see it. I, I don't know. <laughs> It's coming out in that hot box office time period of February. Oh boy! Yeah, I don't have this. I don't have the show planned out that far. I stopped at the end of January. Oh, so. well, there you go. February fourth. Pencil it in. Reset the clock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite thing about this trailer is that it plays uh, the audio clip of uh, JFK talking about uh, us going to the moon for um, you know. Uh, the mission to the moon man lands on the moon and it's it's his speech but the tag of the movie is in 2022 the moon will come to us <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was so funny when it when it finally played out i couldn't stop laughing uh i don't know i think it's hilarious um yeah it's weird to be in the middle of a worldwide like disaster happening now and then see a movie about a disaster happening and be like yay you know, it, it, there's a 
conflict of interest, but you know, it looks bright and shiny and uh, you know, I'm sure we're going to figure out a way to uh, stop the moon from destroying us. Maybe a, uh, maybe a werewolf by night will make an appearance and oh, save us. Jesus. <laughs> maybe it's, maybe it's a werewolf movie in disguise. Maybe um, Jim Carrey as man in the moon will show up in the after credit scene. <laughs> Uh, maybe, uh, ah, damn it. I was going to say something about a movie, a werewolf movie that we saw, but I don't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen it. Uh, uh, side note, uh, before you go see Moonfall, see Werewolves Within (laughs) on a totally different subject. Yes. (laughs) All right. So, uh, yeah, so that's it. Um, again, you can see these trailers on the Soul Wizard Facebook page. Uh, and that's it that we got for the news. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to review Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. All right, guys, this podcast is sponsored by Podbean. Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. We at So Wizard have used Podbean to host our show for seven years. It's the only people we'll trust to help us have no weeks off. So download the free Podbean podcast app to start, record, and publish your very own podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app on your phone. Download the free Podbean app today. That's P-O-D. B-E-A-N and head on over to Podbean at Podbean.com and use the code PODCAST21 for your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free. Check it out and tell them so Wizard sent you. And we are back. All right, guys. We all had a chance to check out Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Before we get started, as always, we'll give a non-spoiler impression, and then Markellis will drop the drop, delineating spoilers. If you haven't seen it yet, you can bounce. The rest of you can stick around for a little more in-depth discussion. But before we get started, uh, there was no premium access for this movie. You were forced to go to see it in the movie theater. Uh, Markellis, how do you feel about that? Uh, You know, that's kind of how it was with Black Widow, and I was fine seeing Black Widow in the theaters. Uh, I feel like I got the full experience. This one, I do kind of wish that they had it in a on a premium access because this is definitely a movie that I would want to, without giving away the full my full review, this is definitely a movie that I would want to watch again and again. So, um, yeah, I'm a little bummed that if I want to see it again, I have to fork over a whole new, uh, a whole new ticket. But I guess it's All like right. this old school days. Aubrey, no premium access. Are, are you happy with this or no? It was really annoying for this movie because it was a busy weekend and I tried really hard to factor in when I was going to make it to the movies and that just didn't happen. And so I tried to watch it on Fire Stick and it was horrible quality. And so it, it's, uh, it pissed me off that this one was not available for premium access. <laughs> All the money I all the monies that I give to Disney and they couldn't make this one movie premium <laughs> access. How dare well, you they? Can, you can thank Scarlett Johansson for that. Pitch. <laughs> I usually thank her for all the kids of mine she's killed over the years, but <laughs> this time it's premium access going down and in, into the sock for the count. Um <laughs> I I've been going to the movies all the whole fucking time. The pandemic, I don't give a fuck. Nobody wants to live forever. So, um, yeah, we've gone to the movies as much as we possibly could. And if there was anything playing that we wanted to see. So, uh, 
Yeah, it's fine with me. I don't give a fuck. But I, I do agree with you guys. It is a little frustrating. Uh, we're so used to it at this point. And uh, like, I prefer to see things in the movies, but having the option. So like for Suicide Squad, for example, like I didn't have to schedule myself going to the movies to go see it to review for the show. I was able to just sit down and watch it on TV at 11 o'clock at night, one night after I got home from work. Like it wasn't a big deal. So I kind of got used to that. Um, and now that's taken away. It's almost like, God damn it. I I fully agree with you, Aubrey. All of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, I have to schedule things again. What is this? But we all did have a chance to see it. So let's find out what we thought. Non-spoiler, Marcellus Reagans. What did you think of Shang-Chi? I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. It took a while before I was really sure what movie I was watching. Like I couldn't quite pinpoint exactly what type of Marvel story they were trying to tell. Uh, but by the third, by the third act, I was, uh, I was, I was amazed and stunned and even a little emotional during some scenes. So uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. All right, Aubrey, uh, you know, it was a little tough watching it, but what'd you think? Um, it was okay from what I could see. However, I'm putting an asterisk next to my entire review because it was such shitty quality that like the audio was off and really quiet. And then you try to put on the subtitles and that wasn't working and it was really grainy. And there was only two working um, videos on Firestick, which is pretty frustrating. How dare they? I know. <laughs> Didn't they know that I was busy this weekend and I assume priority over the entire world? Oh, boy. Well, I got to tell you guys, I absolutely fucking loved this movie. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not even going to get into it because I'll get into it into spoilers. But I from opening sounds of the movie to the absolute end of the last after credit scene. I absolutely loved this entire movie. <laughs> it is probably one of the best Marvel movies ever made. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, it's pretty goddamn close. And the reason it hits for me, <laughs> don't say whereas Aqua, it might. Don't say, Aqua, don't say Aquafina. I will turn this fucking podcast off. Uh, well, <laughs> I do love Aquafina, so I don't know what to tell you, you know. <laughs> Um, I am a big Aquafina fan, so we'll get into that. Um, but, you know, for me, like these type of these people type of movies, uh, you people, um, the like Hong Kong action movies, karate movies, kung fu movies, uh, Chinese, Japanese, like I've been watching those my whole life and I love them to death. So seeing a lot of those tropes and things brought into something else I already love, which is the MCU. Uh, it was just like Niagara Falls, Frankie Angel. I fucking, I just sat there with a goofy grin on my face the whole fucking movie. I was so happy. <laughs> so awesome. So I, I just, I think for me as a fan of those type of movies to begin with, I was just all in the whole runtime. I could see like maybe Aubrey, um, not as bought in because maybe she's not a huge fan of those type of movies, but like. Uh, for me, it was just like, oh, this is amazing. I I'm super happy. I loved it. So for me, huge thumbs up. Um, it sounds like at least between the three of us, we have a decent uh, thumbs up for you if you haven't seen it already. So I would suggest going to check it out. The rest of you stick around. We're going to drop the drop and we are going to spoil Shang-Chi. Well, a spoiler. Yeah, Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. <laughs> 
All right, so it's time to spoil Shang-Chi. Let's start with things we liked. Mark Ellis, let's get some things you liked about this movie. I liked the performances. I thought, uh, I like Samu Samu Liu a lot. I was a fan of his from, uh, he was on a a a TV show that was on Netflix, a Canadian show called um, Kim's Convenience Store a while ago uh, that I used to, I used to watch like years ago. Um, And he, you know, he plays like a, like a normal kind of guy on that show. And I was really worried about how he was going to be as a a, uh, MCU hero, Uh, but he did really good. Like he's a really good actor. And uh, you know, I thought, I thought I I was able to really get behind who he was as a, as a a character in a movie. Um, I love that they explained Trevor from Iron Man three and his connection to the Mandarin. (laughs) I like that. They actually like flesh that out to kind of give you an idea of, uh, of how that happened. Um, and uh, the director is uh, Dustin Daniel uh, Cretton. Uh, he did uh, Just Mercy uh, with uh, Michael B. Jordan a little while ago. And he did um, another movie with uh, Brie Larson. That They're like these indie drama movies. And I was kind of worried about how his direction was going to be as far as like a big scale martial arts movie. And holy shit. He is amazing. He did an amazing job in the direction of this movie. It's the fight scenes are are visually amazing. Um, the settings are cool. Uh, his use of camera uh, and especially after watching Candyman, uh, his use of uh, mirrors. You know, seeing how mirrors play into camera tricks and seeing what he was able to do with it, I thought was really cool. So, yeah, I I really enjoyed the performances, the direction, and. Uh, yeah, the, the the whole, I guess, third act where it gets really emotional is probably my favorite part. I didn't think it would be at the beginning, but it was. So, uh, yeah, I liked uh, those things. It's, it's funny you say that, Mark, because I knew somehow Captain Marvel was going to be in this movie. <laughs> oh, my God. I just I didn't even put that together. Yeah, because she was in his other movie. Right. She's been in, I think, three or four of his movies, and she was the reason he got this job. Like, she lobbied for him to to be able to direct this movie because he really wanted to, but he needed some help. And I was like, There's, they're going to get her in here somehow. I didn't know if it was going to be in the background on a TV, like on a news thing, or if she'd fly by or something. He's like, somehow they're going to get her in here, and they did, and I was very happy. Wow. Um, I didn't even make that connection, dude. You're absolutely right. That's amazing. It's funny because that keeps her, the streak alive. I think she's been <laughs> in his last, like, four movies now. So. Yep. Um, it's pretty funny. Uh, Aubrey, I know you had a tough time watching it, but what were some things you liked about this movie? I do like the dynamic between um, Sean and Katie. And Aquafina's really funny. So I did like that. I, I like the, as far as I could tell, I like the <laughs> visuals <laughs> of everything. And I like the, the story and kind of the mystical aspects of it. it it's very um like chinese uh mythology and stuff like that so i i do really enjoy that awesome yeah i i gotta tell you guys right off the bat um i i loved when it was it was him at sean and her and they were working and they were just fucking losers yeah i thought that was hilarious <laughs> Because <laughs> we all know people like that, or we are people like that, but we all know people like that, you know, where they're just like, they get a shitty job, but they're happy. They just want to fucking rage and they don't give a fuck. 
<laughs> it's just like I know people like that. They don't maybe don't have their dad uh, powered by the ten magical rings uh, after them, but we do all know people like that. So it was interesting to watch their journey from that at the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie. Um, I really liked the dynamic between him and uh, Katie. I thought it was great. They had great chemistry throughout the whole fucking movie. Um, I love Aquafina. Sorry, Marcellus. Hey, hey, let me let's let's get something straight here. I love Aquafina. Like I even watch her TV show. I love her. I'm just surprised at how much you do. <laughs> let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's funny. I think she's cute, and she's really good in this movie. So <laughs> I liked her green pants also. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Not even in a gross way. It's just like, what other Marvel characters walking around in green pants for the whole movie? <laughs> Not even the Hulk pulls that off. <laughs> uh, Tony Long was amazing, as always, and expected nothing less. Um, I loved, like you said, Mark, how they brushed off the Mandarin. Um, mm-hmm. and, and even just the way they were like, he named it after a chicken dish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really well done. Um you know, Ben Kingsley, of course, showing up and, and giving it his all. His monologue about Planet of the Apes. Yes. <laughs> fucking hilarious. The whole theater was just fucking rolling um, when, it, when that was going on. Um, and, of course, the most important thing to me, especially in the wake of having just seen Snake Eyes, colon, G.I. Joe Origins, was the fight scene. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, God, that somebody... <laughs> was like, we're going to make a martial arts action movie. Let's pull the fucking camera back and be like, here is the fight choreography. (laughs) Oh my God. I was, I was, I was worried. I know I had heard a lot. It was the one thing I cared about going into this. I wanted to hear from people was how the fight choreography was and how it was directed. And it, it, not that I wanted to like put down the guy that directed the movie. Cause obviously in retrospect, he did a fucking fantastic job, but if you look at his uh, you know, filmography, there's nothing on here that says like, oh, great. Like, I'm, I'm really happy he's going to be directing this movie. He knows how to direct an action scene. Mm-hmm. So you're like, fuck me. Like, is this going to be Snake Eyes all over again where I'm having a seizure in the fucking theater because it's so shaky cam? But it was not. It was fucking great. It gave a really good vibe like Jackie Chan, um, Jet Li, like that whole kind of vibe of movies I love in the past. Like just all the fights were great. Really, really good. I, I was really, really happy about that. So thank fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> that fight on the bus was awesome. Um, just about everything was, was really good uh, fight-wise. Like, this is going to be a tough review to, like, be like, oh, you know, uh, what did I hate about the movie? Because there's not really anything I hated. Like, I was mo- mostly just gushing over the movie. So I know there's got to be something you didn't like, Mark Ellis. So what were some things you didn't like about Shang-Chi? I wasn't sure that I fully am down with Shang-Chi being like part of the MCU, like as a hero now, like I like the care. I like quote unquote, Sean's journey to learning, you know, being trained as assassin, however you want to take it, walk away from it and then kind of find his way back to being a hero. But I wasn't his trajectory as a hero. It didn't quite feel solid to me. Or solid enough that he should be standing next to Wong uh, at the end of the movie. Um, I don't know. I kind of wanted to root for him more. I rooted for him as a as a person, but not as an MCU superhero. I'm not. I'm not quite there yet. You think if they give him like an amazing scene in like Avengers five or whatever, like 
that'll change your mind completely. Like we get a, a fucking badass fight scene with him and I don't know, like abomination or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think seeing him do something that, um, something that isn't, and, and it sounds stupid. I, it doesn't sound, I don't know, maybe I'm not using the right words, but it, seeing him do something like heroic that isn't tied to, uh, his family or isn't tied to his upbringing seeing him so be when like he flew in the air and killed a giant cthulhu monster it wasn't enough for you <laughs> no, that's not that's not enough for me i want i want i want more i want more of that um the <laughs> the other thing is um the movie is told through a lot of flashbacks it, it doesn't lay its foundation out you know, like a typical Marvel superhero movie does. And that's a good thing, I guess, if you've been making 20 movies. It's nice to tell a hero's journey uh, in a different way, in a more unique way. But this one, I wasn't quite prepared for it. And like I said before, this is a movie that I love, but I, I do want to watch it again. Because now that I see the way it unfolds, I, I think I'll be able to follow it a, a little bit better. But it's one of those movies that I can't feel, I don't get the full feeling because part of the story hasn't been shown yet. And I know they're going to show it in the flashback. And then they'll do a flashback within that flashback. So the story structure is great. It's just it's so unusual for a MCU movie that I can't – I didn't feel that normal way towards the end of it. But then mm-hmm. a, a caveat I want to say is that this is the exact same way I felt about Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man movie. <laughs> and uh, after the second one, now I get it. Now I understand it. So now I love all of the Spider-Man movies. So – Again, if one if I watch it again, I'm sure I'll I'll be able to I'm sure I'll these nitpicks will go away. All right. Um Aubrey, how about you? I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm not familiar with Shang-Chi too much in the Marvel universe, but it doesn't really hit like a Marvel movie does. Um, which is disappointing. It and maybe in part too, that's because I watched such a crappy <laughs> feed of it, but I would like to see it again in theaters and hopefully my opinion of it will be adjusted and it'll feel a little bit better, but it just doesn't feel like it fits. Uh, And and, I mean, that's my major gripe with it, honestly. Okay. Um, You know, for me, there's not a lot I disliked about this movie, period. Um, I was not expecting it to take such a high fantasy turn at the end. And if I'm being 100% honest... I honestly could have done without all of that. Um, I would have preferred almost just him to fight his dad. I didn't need a giant dragon or Cthulhu or lions or faceless elephant guys with wings or any of that. And I understand why that stuff's there. They're all like creatures from Jap- uh, Chinese folklore. And um, that's another type of that type of movie um, that they are incorporating another like flavor of of that style of movie and, and it's fine. I just felt like it almost took away from what I was mainly wanting to see out of the last part of the movie, which was Shang-Chi fight his father. <laughs> so, um, but they did a good job also of making his dad seem sympathetic. So he wasn't a mustache twirling villain. Like you actually could sympathize with him. Um, it really, at the end of the day, it really wasn't his fault. Um, so it was nice that he gave him the 10 rings at the end, but, I really, I don't have really anything to complain about. I, I fucking loved the movie, so uh, I, yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's ask some questions then. Of course, we got to ask some questions. All right, guys. Uh, after credit scenes, there were two after credit scenes. Uh, Marcellus, what'd you think? Uh, yeah, they were all right, I guess. 
Nothing really. What? Nothing really. Um, nothing amazing. Uh, that that's that's the thing I was gonna bring up. Uh, Shang Chi. After uh, without having knowing anything about Shang Chi, like Aubrey said before, um, when this movie is over, I should be like, holy shit! I want to pick up a Shang Chi comic book and start reading. I want more of the story. And there's nothing about him at the end of the movie that makes me want to read a, a comic book. You know what I mean? There's nothing about what he did that makes me want to follow more of the Shang Chi story. In the well, comic probably books. good because most of them have nothing to do with the movie and a lot of them are pretty <laughs> racist. So, oh, well, there you go. There you go. So in that case, then, yeah, I'll, I'll watch the next movie. Um, yeah. So, it, you know, it's, it seemed OK. He's being recruited for something. That's that's cool. I don't know why Aquafina is there other than you like her. You you filled out a survey online and now she's going to be. I told a, you, look, look what I did. Now she's going to be a future face of the MCU. Um, Disney's listening. And this one kid seemed to love the speedo, man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as far as the uh, the Ten Rings will return, I guess that's okay. I kind of I didn't know that Shang Chi had a sister, but as soon as I found out, I'm like, oh well, obviously she's going to tie into the uh, the um, the empire that her that their father is leaving behind. Because um, I thought it was just going to be Shang Chi versus his dad, but when I found out that he had a sister, I knew she was going to come into play into. Uh, that tournament, especially being a woman, especially post Black Widow. So, um, yeah, it's nice that it happened. It doesn't really, it doesn't really tickle my fancy. It doesn't really get me excited for anything. Ooh, all right, Aubrey, what about you? Um, I mean, I, I, I feel the same way. It, they weren't powerful to me, and maybe that's because I didn't feel like it was a Marvel movie or it didn't fit into the universe at all. It just seemed kind of misplaced. So, I, I agree with Mark. Lee. I did. I don't know. It didn't really leave an impact. You guys are the worst, man. All right. Um, I loved both of the after credit scenes. Um, I love Wong, first of all. I, the whole theater just fucking lost it when they go karaoke singing at the end of that first after credit scene. <laughs> that was great. Um, anytime you can see more of Captain Marvel is good. It was weird to see the Hulk is not Professor Hulk anymore, but he still has a sling. Yeah, and we have no idea what the ten rings are signaling for. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So. so it was it was the start, and I, and I don't wonder if you guys feel the same way. But and and Aubrey, I know you mentioned this doesn't feel like it's part of the MCU, but do you still feel Aubrey were untethered from an overarching story of the MCU, and that's affecting how you feel about these movies? It's possible. We're not on a runaway freight train of Thanos is coming and collecting up MacGuffins. Like, do you think yeah, that? That's, I, I, I mean, possibly because Black Widow didn't seem to hit for me either. I think this is better than Black Widow, but I I think that might be an issue. Do you think that do you feel the same way, Mark, with these after credit scenes not really grabbing you? Yeah, it doesn't feel like you know, and it's it's not the movie's fault. The movie is solid on its own, but it's weird for them to put little breadcrumbs uh, for you without you really having an idea of why why it's there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't. It, yes, it's great that that Wong is gonna train Shang Chi and and Katie for something. I guess that's nice, but what, you know, who cares? <laughs> they haven't really said anything. Like, what 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 could they possibly be doing? I mean, it's nice that the the Ten Rings are signal signaling something out there in the universe, but right. it could the the universe is so wide it could be anything. Who 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 knows what what's there to be excited about? Right. Um, I am excited about Shang-Chi's smoking hot sister uh, coming back. I got to be honest with you. I was like, Ooh, good Lord. 
I love all 10 rings right now. <laughs> but yeah, um, I did like that. She, a couple things about that character. One, she was awesome. The way she fought with the chain, uh, weapon was fucking awesome. <laughs> like I, I really liked her as a character throughout the whole movie, not just cause she's hot. And I really liked the fact that she mentioned my father never spoke to me after my mother died. And he legitimately didn't speak to her once in the entire movie. <laughs> oh my God. You're right. <laughs> There's not a, she does not have a single conversation alone with him or even is addressed by him in the entire movie. So. Oh, that's, that's harsh. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's good consistency. I just love the way, like you could tell, like she's just like fucking bad bitch in charge. Like she sat down, they're all using technology. All of a sudden <laughs> they all have iPads and computers and the whole, um, a lot of the people training were women all of a sudden too. So. Yeah, so that's the thing. I was wondering if that's going to tie into the end of Black Widow, and maybe even uh, what's her face from uh, from Falcon and Winter Soldier, Elaine, <laughs> not Elaine, <laughs> uh, Carter. What's oh, her name? Yeah. Carter, the other Carter. But I mean, there were some MCU um, Easter eggs throughout this too. We had Abomination and uh, Wong seeming to be working together to uh, do some pro wrestling uh, kayfabe over. <laughs> Over the people that were uh, betting on that on the fights, I don't know if they had something on the side where they're making some money or what, but that was interesting. Abomination looked closer to his comic book self um, when they're walking through that thing, and the people were fighting in little booths. There was somebody that had uh, extremist power yep. from Iron Man three. I think there was a uh, Black Widow in there as well. So some interesting stuff, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I kind of feel the same way as you guys. I, I'm a little more excited about the after credit scenes just because I'm like so into like the lore of all this shit. And I'm, I'm feeling a little bit the same way though, too. I'm still waiting for the shoe to drop with what the overarching story is going to be going forward. I know we're back to square one now and we're resetting up like all the characters, but man, I, I really want to really want to get moving with this. Yeah. It's, it's not <laughs> going to be like, what are we building towards? Like what's coming? What's happening? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be, exciting until we're all doing that uh leonardo dicaprio meme where he's pointing to the tv going there we go that's it but yeah. right, right no, now it's I, all just I set understand up that. i just you know i still don't feel and we're one move two movies and three tv shows into phase four and i still don't feel like we have a an overarching story yet so i don't know when we're gonna get one maybe eternals will be the one that that finally tells us what's happening we're we're Helping Angelina Jolie get divorced or or something, I, I don't know. But uh, I'm hoping at some point that there's a further hook. Because like you guys, I feel like that was a big selling point to the MCU was that it is hashtag all connected. And that there is a big storyline going on in the background that even something as disparate as Guardians of the Galaxy to whatever, Spider-Man Homecoming, there's still something happening in the background that connects all of this and makes you feel like it's uh it's important to watch all of them yeah so i don't feel i don't feel that yet and i think black widow not coming out on time probably hurt it a lot i mean it should have came out let's be real i mean we talked about this before it should have came out like years ago but even if it had dropped in 2019 i don't think we would kind of feel that same kind of like well, well hurry it up already let's go you know but i don't know i still like the movie a lot um Aubrey, uh, Sean and Katie, why did they not hook up at all in this movie? 
Because I have been so angry about romance stories in the Marvel Universe that they listened to me. <laughs> Did you want them to hook up in this movie? No. Oh, really? Yes. I'm happy without a relationship in movies for once. Mark Ellis, what about you? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I didn't think they would. I didn't think they would hook up. I thought they worked really well as friends, and uh, yeah, I think it should stay that way. I think I think that actually works because it gives uh, Shang Chi the um, ability to flirt with uh, Captain Marvel or <laughs> any of the other uh, uh, big MCU ladies. I think they should have hooked up. They they needed a kiss or something at the end, especially no. if she, she saved him from that uh, Cthulhu monster thing. Yep. Come on. And then she, she kisses should've... him and she says, uh, you know, we, 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 we saved the stuff that we love <laughs> instead of fighting what we hate. <laughs> That's how we fight uh, <laughs> fighting what we win or something. Yeah. I don't remember what she said. <laughs> exactly. Something about wearing a potato sack or something. Yeah, we didn't need that. No. I, I still think they should have hooked up, at least been ho- holding hands or something. Come on, man. You know, they went, they were really close. It was pretty clear, like, that her parents wanted them to hook up. You know, I don't know. I was, I was rooting for it. I was rooting for it. <laughs> you're, so you're shipping them. I, I am. I am shipping <laughs> them. Um, all right. Um, I think that's all I got. Oh, Aubrey, <laughs> who would you have to meet at the gate of the Magic City for you to throw away the 10 rings and go get married? Tom Hardy, <laughs> Mark Ellis. Uh, ooh, uh, uh, Rashida Jones. <laughs> Excellent. I gotta tell you, man, uh, Shanchi's mom was pretty hot. Like, I, I, I understood <laughs> completely. I completely understood that dude showed up, got his ass kicked, and then he came back with a picnic basket the next day. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> it was like, hey, man, don't get pussy whipped. Whip that pussy, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get a score. Zero to five. Five being the best. Zero being the worst. Aubrey, what do you got for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings? Uh, I'm going to give it a four because the quality of the stream was shit. And I don't want to judge it too harshly because of that. All right. Well, you know, it's going to hit Disney Plus in 45 days. So you'll have a chance to rewatch it when it does. Maybe you Sweet. can revise your score. Uh, Mark Ellis, what about you? Uh, I just want to say real quick, it, it, is is it a thing that anytime we have a an Asian actor in a movie, we have to put him into a, a fight scene, like a underground fight scene? That seems to be a common <laughs> thread between freaking Mortal Kombat, Snake Eyes, and now this. I'm like, Jesus, is this, is this the thing now? Hey, can we just give a shout out that they were smart. They cast Michelle Yeoh in the movie and gave her a bunch of badass fights. Yeah. Right. And let her actually do some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, this was no fucking Mulan bullshit. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I'm going to give it a four out of five. I actually really enjoyed once it got into that mystical, magical stuff with the, the lions and the, the creatures with no faces. Uh, that once it got into that world, I'm like, Oh, this is dope. I am all in on this stuff. And I was really surprised how much the choreography with the Ten Rings worked. Like, I know it's like the legend of the Ten Rings. But I'm like, what? you're fighting with some things in your arms. What is that going to do? But um, the way that they did the choreography with all of that stuff just elevated that all of those fight scenes. So, uh, yeah, I'm giving this a four out of five. 
All right. Well, I got to tell you guys, the, the fight scenes were amazing. Uh, Shang-Chi is a huge uh, fan of awesome movies because he had a Kung Fu Hustle and of the Warriors poster in his room. Right. Um, <laughs> all the fights were awesome. Hot Asian chicks. Um, <laughs> great special effects. Aquafina. Five out of five. <laughs> wow. Are you serious? I'm not joking. From the second this started to the second it ended, I sat there with a goofy grin on my face. Super happy. I fucking loved this movie. Probably top five MCU for me right now. Wow. That's stunning to me. I like, it's, like I said before, man, I love these type of movies to begin with. And to see one on this level mixed in with something I already love, like the MCU, I was just in heaven. This was fucking awesome. I loved it. I loved every second of this fucking movie. I actually want to see it again, but I just don't have time to go to the theater. And it's not playing anywhere. And according to Aubrey, it's not on a fire stick. So <laughs> in 45 days, you'll be able to watch it as many times as you want. We'll watch as many Aquafina scenes in slow motion as possible. <laughs> Jesus. So. <laughs> hey, she's the Asian Jeff Gordon. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's wrap it up before we tap it up and let us get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey, what do you got? Fantastic question. <laughs> I really haven't been doing much I, mean, I shouldn't say I haven't been doing much I've been really busy So I haven't been watching much Or playing much or anything I really don't know Alright well Guess what you'll have a week off next week To think about it so. yeah. <laughs> I'll come back with two Perfect Alright Mark Ellis how about you uh, yeah, I want to recommend you check out a YouTube page. Uh, it's by a gentleman that goes by the name of The Daily Woo, W-O-O. Uh, he actually went to DragonCon 2, and he uh, you know, took his camera and actually made videos that, pretty, that does a, a really good job of tracking exactly what goes on regarding the lines, getting the badges, the hotels, the things that they're doing. Uh, it's something that I would do if I had the time and uh, the planning. But I'm all about drinking and partying when I get down there. But he <laughs> does a great job of really categorizing uh, his view of Dragon Con. Uh, and it's really cool. So go to go to his YouTube page. It's called The Daily Woo. Uh, you'll be able to see all about the registration. He does, he does a lot of good footage of the Dragon Con wrestling matches that happened. That was uh, amazing. I wish I could have gone, but I didn't. Uh, but it's a if you want to get a, a, a good idea of the Dragon Con experience from someone who is categorizing it, check out the Daily Woo YouTube page. All right. Well, I will suggest that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. There's links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. There's comic reviews. There's movie reviews. There's so much more at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, our favorite good pods or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com backslash Podcast. There's hours of free exclusive content there, including uh, should be, as you listen to this, a bunch of new content from Fan Expo Boston, interviews, unboxings, trailer reactions, lots of great supplemental content. So check that out. Don't forget our Patreon, patreon.com backslash Podcast. You can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content this month. It is the only place to hear our review of the Witcher anime movie on Netflix, as well as our video review of myself, Adam, and 
maybe both, maybe one of these other two guys coming on and reviewing uh, the beginning of the Evangelion rebuild. So that is going to be pretty exciting stuff. I know it's an anime. Why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? So we'll have to see what everybody thinks. And I will suggest you check out a show on Netflix that I was not going to watch. I'm going to tell you this. I was not going to watch this show. It's called Money Heist. (laughs) I only watched it because the woman that plays a baroness in G.I. Joe Snake Eyes Origins, whatever the fuck the name of that shitty movie was, um, I thought she was great in the movie and she's really hot. So I'm like, I'm going to fucking watch this. And it's all in Spanish. So I had to read subtitles and I was saying this on Twitter to a couple people I was talking to and I was talking to you guys about it. I grew up in Hoyoke um, and I took Spanish in high school and I can't speak Spanish to save my life, but I've been around it enough that I can pick up words. So unlike when you're watching an anime, I don't know a lick of Japanese, so I don't have to concentrate on anything other than the inflection in people's voices and then what I'm reading. But with this, it was all in Spanish. So my brain would recognize a word and I would look up at the people acting and then I would lose track of what I was reading. So <laughs> it was a little rough, but, um, it's cool, man. It's about, uh, people getting put together in a big team of specialists and robbing a crazy heist. I don't want to ruin anything actually. So I'll be, I'll, I'll, it, it's a money heist. I will uh, keep it at that, but it, it's cool, man. It's a lot of action. It's really good. Um, it's just got subtitles. So if you can handle subtitles and you like hot chicks, uh, check it out. Money heist on Netflix. Otherwise, jump on HBO Max coming up this week and watch Malignant because that, my friends, is what we will be reviewing next week on the podcast with special guests from fans on patrol, Tiffobot. She's bringing the worst takes allowed by law our way this week coming up. That's going to do it for episode number 370 of the So Wizard Podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts, we're so glad to have you back and now go away for another week. The queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I got to say, I'm really happy Tifobot is taking my spot because I feel as though we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> <laughs> and the experts, Mr. Marquis Markellis Reagan. Everybody have a great week and Wakanda forever. All right, guys, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening. Good journey.